the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This pre-recorded program is sponsored by Tandem HR. I see my name in shiny lights. Yeah. A different city every night. Oh, I, I swear. The world better prepare for when I'm a billionaire. It's time to get down to business on the weekend's number one business program. Known as the king of networking, your host, Shalom Klein, has worked with thousands of entrepreneurs and created countless jobs. So, to success, let's get down to business. We are all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship and business. We talk a lot about business here. You're on with Get Down to Business, and I'm your host, Shalom Klein. Remember, you can always download podcasts from Get Down to Business on my website at shalomkline.com. While you are there, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Shalom Klein. It's going to be a jam-packed week of content and information. You won't want to miss a live show with some fantastic entrepreneurs, amazing people making a difference in the community. That's what the show is all about. So uh, let's get started. My very first guest on the program is Aaron Meslianski. Aaron is a realtor um, in the Skevinston area, which is an area of Skokie that has an Evanston mailing address in school districts. Um, residents have dubbed the area Skevinston because of the mix of both towns. Uh, Aaron, as mentioned, is a realtor with Dreamtown Realty in Evanston and is deeply connected within the local and global communities, which is Part of uh, what I wanted to talk to you about here today, Aaron, thanks for joining me on Get Down's Business. Shalom, it's a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on. Absolutely. So uh, you, of course, also have a uh, podcast. So uh, so I'll definitely uh, make sure that our listeners know where they can find that as well, because you host some fantastic guests. But let's talk a little bit about uh, sort of who you are and how you got so deeply involved in community. Um, tell us about you and your family. Sure. Uh, well, I, I grew up in Skokie, uh, in the, you know, right by the Skev. And, um, you know, I, I came back here, uh, with my family. I have two kids. My wife and I live here inside the Skev in, in Skevinston. Um, and, you know, I really am deeply connected here. I went to school here, have a lot of the same friends and, and a lot of new friends that, uh, grew up in the area or came from other places. And uh, really, just really enjoy this this town. Um, and uh, I really like how the community is really together. And especially in a time like this, where we're all dealing with the pandemic, and you really see how everybody cares about each other. So I'm proud to be a member of this community. Absolutely. And uh, this, as you just mentioned, Aaron, obviously we're we're broadcasting this show in the midst of of the coronavirus p- pandemic, and it's. It's a it's a crazy time, but there there is a silver lining, and um, I uh, I almost feel uh, awkward about making this joke, but I think that if you listen to a conversation with with Aaron, and you could start a drinking game every time he says the word community, because Aaron, <laughs> community is such a is such a important part of everything that you do, and that is the silver lining in all of this is building community. So you have gotten to know a lot of interesting people from around the community, people that you've worked with through Dreamtime Realty. Tell me a little bit about um, 
what communities you uh, you sort of call home and why they're also important to you. Sure. Um, you know, I'm part of a lot of different communities and I think it's similar to how you view community. You know, after reading your book, you know, you see how it's like your local area, um, your geographic space, but then there's these communities that are included within it. So, you know, part of my community might be my family. It might be, you know, the people I grew up with. Um, it might be, uh, you know, the synagogue that I go to. It might be the, you know, different groups of people I play basketball with. Um, but part of the thing that I really enjoy is the global community. And I think that Chicago or this area in general is so globally connected. And I am part of the Chicago Council on Global Affairs. I'm a young professional ambassador there. Um, I'm on the Global Real Estate Council with the Chicago Association of Realtors. I'm a fellow with the United Nations Association of Chicago. And I also do some volunteer work with the um, Illinois Holocaust Museum um, on their Young Professional uh, Committee. So there's a lot of different communities I'm a part of. And, uh, you know, part of the thing with doing my podcast is that I've gotten to meet so many people from throughout the community, from different spheres of influence that I may have never have reached before, but I've uh, but are part of Skokie or part of Evanston or part of Chicago, but it, everyone's really connected. And you know, I've, nowadays you definitely see how the the world is one community. It certainly is, um, and I would be remiss if I didn't uh, dive deeper into what you do professionally as a realtor for Dreamtown Realty in Evanston. Um, you have helped so many people uh, find and, and sell houses um, and you're, you're highly connected as we keep talking about in the community. You know, right now it's, a, it's an interesting time. I'm, I'm curious um, to uh, pick your brain and use your expertise. Where are things in the market right now and what are your predictions for the coming months? Well, it's a, you know, it's a challenging time. I feel like we're almost you know, for business in general, it's like a singularity that we're at. Everything has changed in one moment. And, you know, for me, I think right now it's adjusting and figuring out how to do things virtually. Now, luckily, I'm tech savvy. I, I've always done 3D uh, tours through Matterport on my listings. I do video a lot of times on my listings, always professional photos. So people can view things online, you know, pretty easily. Um, and you know, some right now we're social distancing. So I had a closing yesterday and the listing agent went to the property and did a zoom call with me and my client. So we didn't have to be there in person, but you know, it's being able to utilize those tools. Everything is in the cloud. It doesn't matter if I'm not at my office, I could be anywhere and I could be working. Um, but I think in terms of the market, I think that there's some hesitancy for some people. I think you know, if you're a buyer, you potentially can get a great uh, opportunity right now. Interest rates are really low and there aren't as many people going out. You know, I think people should stay in and I think we should do things virtually. Um, but, um, you know, things are happening and people are, are innovating. That, that is, I think, the silver lining that people are really innovating. And I hope that the economy can weather the storm and it doesn't take too long for us to get healthy. Um, but the main thing is to, to stay healthy. Absolutely. And um, tell, tell me a little bit about Dreamtown Realty for our listeners that aren't yeah. familiar with the, with the brand and the company and the difference um, in the market, because there's a lot of real estate companies out there. What makes Dreamtown special? Wow. Dreamtown is a fantastic company. So it's a little over 20 years old. It's independent. And it's, my office is in downtown Evanston at uh, Maple and Davis. 
beautiful office and we have offices in Lincoln Park, Lincoln Square, Edgebrook, um, you know, it, and it's a very independent minded company. So like we have our own marketing staff that can do things custom for you. We have in-house videographers. We have an in-house uh, people that do the virtual reality tours. So like all these things have been very um, ahead of their time and we could customize things. They've been helping me change the descriptions on my listings to you know get people enticed to come look at it virtually. Um, we're doing live seminars every day over Microsoft Teams where people are teaching classes on whether it be on something re- real estate related. I taught a class on how to do a podcast the other day. People are teaching each other how to bake, how to make a chicken soup. I mean, this is like just trying to keep people positive and learning while this is going on. And I think that's the real beauty of that company. Um, it was started by Yuval Dagani. He's the the founder of the company. He's super sharp. I've had him on my show. He and the team have just been so innovative. And I think that's different than going through like a gargantuan company potentially where it may take a little bit harder, uh, a little bit more time or it might be harder to shift. So I'm chatting with Aaron Meslianski, realtor at Dreamtown Realty, host of Inside the Skev. And uh, Aaron, uh, obviously you sell houses um, all all over the place, but you are very passionate about this area called the SCAV. We only have a, a minute or two remaining, but I want to get into some of the uh, conversations you've had on Inside the SCAV and some of the people that you've been privileged to profile. Oh my God. I have met some of the most fascinating people through this podcast. And I interviewed you. Your episode will be coming out soon too. And you are definitely one of them. Um, but you know, some of the people that I've talked to are people who I may have known for years, but just never really sat down and had that conversation. Like, uh, you know, David Lipschutz from Blind Faith Cafe. I love that place. And I got to sit down with him and had such a fascinating conversation with him. Even, you know, Mickey and Liz from King's Cuts. I mean, that they have been people have reached out to them since that's happened, uh, who haven't seen them in years because maybe they moved away and it's just such a great way to connect. And then I've just met some other super interesting people from all around uh, the area. Um, you know, just people from the Tibetan Alliance of Chicago, uh, Kamari Kuhn, who's a Skokie Park District Commissioner, and her story uh, as, uh, you know, a Cambodian refugee and what she does. And, and you know, profiling just, these entrepreneurs, Aaron, I mean, it's it's incredible. And that's, that's yes. sort of how we're going to survive uh, this situation is by, you know, coming together as a community and and supporting these small businesses. That's that's what this show is all about. I know you are so passionate about it. So Aaron, I want to make sure folks can find out more about you. Obviously, uh, you're a realtor um, and you've got an amazing podcast. How can people learn more? Thank you. Um, people should go to skevinson.com. Um, on there, you'll find information about my real estate, uh, my podcast. I am even doing a special now for COVID-19 where I'm interviewing people over video on Zoom to talk about how they're responding. Um, and there's just a ton of great information there. All the episodes, the podcast can be found on any podcast app at Inside the Skev. And you can always email me at Aaron at skevinson.com. Well, Aaron Mesbianski, thanks so much for joining me. Uh, we are all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship, and we will be right back. Thank you, Shalom. All right, we are back on the show, all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. You're listening to Get Down to Business. I'm your host, Shalom Klein. You can always download podcasts from Get Down to Business on my website, shalomkline.com. Podcasts are also available really on any platform where podcasts are available. So share it with your friends. Uh, we are actually approaching six years of Get Down to Business on April 20th. So uh, exciting birthday coming up. Um, I'm thrilled to be joined by my next guest, 
Jen Veselopoulos, um, who is the founder and CEO of Rafty Advisors. Um, Jim is an amazingly accomplished C-level executive with a proven record as a rainmaker and new business development expert. What I've been amazed by is Jim's commitment to uh, helping entrepreneurs um, right now. That is very, very obvious as you've been dedicating so much time and effort and mentorship to businesses that are struggling through this pandemic. So uh, without further ado, uh, Jim, welcome to the program. Oh, Shalom, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure and an honor. Absolutely. So, Jim, you have um, you've worked with so many businesses and big and small, and um, you've helped a lot of early stage companies get off on the right foot. So, uh, you know, it's important to me in this day and age not to just focus and dwell on what we're going through right now. But tell us a little bit about some of the companies that you've worked with and how you provide services and help them uh, sort of scale and get to the next level. Sure. And different companies need different things at different times. And so um, whether you're a growing company and you're just trying to really ramp up your revenue because cash flow is king in any business. And now during stressful times like this, it's very clear how important cash flow and, and having a, a steady stream of revenue and not just sales, but it's the revenue coming through and managing that um, is essential. So sometimes we're working on issues like that with companies. Sometimes it's, um, you know, we've got the sales thing figured out, but we're trying to get to the next level. It might be going from five to 10 million, 10 to 20, 20 to 50. And there are structural elements that need to be added into the business and leadership uh, levels that need to be added in. And um, those don't just happen by creating a job wreck. They happen by um, having the right people, giving them the right uh, training, uh, providing the proper leadership and mentorship so that they're ready to run uh, with the new operational responsibility. And then sometimes it's a very large company and there are strategic things that are sometimes very hard to see because it's usually some small thing that might be the fulcrum that is gives you the power to move, to make big moves in a very large company. And you know, identifying those, formulating a strategy around that and then implementing it is, you know, essential. And every entrepreneur uh, is sort of a uh, has a skill set at a different uh, stage of the game, and I think it's often challenging when I talk to entrepreneurs uh, for them to figure out where their area of expertise begins and ends. What is your advice for folks that are tuning in uh, now that are that are trying to navigate when they need to look for help and when they need to? Uh, seek additional guidance expertise, particularly in a day and age uh, like we're dealing with now? Well, I, I think the age old thing to remember is not go, not being putting yourself in a position where you're seeking help when you need it. You always want to be seeking advice before you need it, seeking uh, feedback before you need it. Uh, any business who was in a cash crunch before this um, pandemic crisis now's a bad time to be asking for money um, because it's when you need it. So you always want to ask for that ahead of time. The same thing goes for feedback on your business and feedback on you as an individual entrepreneur. And so um, having the people around you that give you good, honest feedback, making sure that you don't dismiss it and you seek it and you listen carefully and don't just object. And, you know, it's like, well, you know, you don't understand, you know, I can't tell you how many entrepreneurs, you know, tend to be a bullheaded bunch um, that, you know, you give them a little bit of uh, guidance and counsel and maybe they resist and, and push back. 
at the same time, I think it's incumbent is if, as you grow as an advisor, as I have through the years, um, you know, you don't want to go in there and say, well, you should be doing this. The last thing you want to be doing is, you know, throwing shoulds around. You don't want to should yourself. Um, that's a bad thing to be doing. You want to say, eh, you might want to consider this or have you thought about that? And then just letting people kind of digest and, and stew on those ideas. Um, so it's, it's a give and take, but always seek advice and counsel well ahead of the need. And you'll be in a much better position to understand where your strengths are, understand where your liabilities may be, and to put yourself in a position to be prepared for the next big opportunity. Seeking counsel, seeking mentorship, seeking advice. That's uh, definitely a common theme. I'm chatting with Jim Vesalopoulos, the uh, the founder and CEO of Raft Advisors. Uh, Jim, you've walked, uh, you've, you've guided and coached uh, so many companies through uh, early stage uh, in, in business as an entrepreneur, um, as well as helping uh, to navigate some exits and uh, identifying those right areas. Um, one of the things that I'm passionate uh, about and, and very, very biased on, as our listeners know, uh, from serving in the Army Reserves is um, I'm, I'm impressed and inspired by your, uh, your regularly, um, regular involvement and, uh, and, and offers of assistance to veterans groups and business incubators. Um, do you mind telling me a little bit about uh, how that came to be and, and I guess some of the things that you're doing right now to help, uh, to help in the business community? Sure. Well, I, I've always been a big supporter of our military. Um, it, it's always been uh, near and dear to me. And, uh, but I didn't have many connections with it until a number of years ago. And as I got involved with the military community and most notably Bunker Labs here in Chicago that got started, um, I found that the entrepreneurs that were military veterans that were going in and starting businesses were super impressive. I really liked their grit. And grit is a huge necessary component of any entrepreneurial venture. So I enjoyed working with them. I volunteered a lot of time over there. And in a way, um, I have not served our country in the military, but uh, this is my way to serve our country uh, for the people who did serve in our military. And so I offer uh, uh, consulting services, my coaching, uh, services that most people probably couldn't afford uh, for free to military veterans. And I, I think that's an important component of how I run my business and because um, they've done something important and I have a tremendous amount of value and Shalom, I, I, you know, I thank you for your uh, service as well. So um, that's a big part of who I am and how I run my business. And even today, I think it's important to really consider the community around you. So in that regard, um, I've been going out and actively um, helping entrepreneurs and giving my time away because Every business we save now through what's essentially a, a liquidity crisis is uh, that much faster. Our economy gets back on its feet that much um, sooner that, um, you know, we get people back in restaurants and we get people traveling on airplanes and going to conferences. Some of the businesses that have just suffered horrific downturns as a result of the pandemic crisis. Absolutely. And um, I mean, I'm curious if you are, aware of any specific resources that businesses right now should be aware of, um, you know, industry agnostic, I guess, um, of what uh, people should be on the lookout and certain things that, that entrepreneurs should be doing uh, to help weather the storm right now. Yeah. I, well, I think the, the most notable resource right now is the CARE Act that just got passed for many people. And I think getting an understanding of what that means to you and your business is important. 
Um, this is when relationships that hopefully you have forged ahead of time, whether it's with your accountant, your CPA, your bookkeeper, your lawyer, um, any advisor or coach you might have can help you think through how this affects your business. So I'd really lean in on that. Um, I know that myself and a number of other uh, coaches have uh, put ourselves out there and said, you know, hey, we will provide support. I'm providing free support for anyone who needs it. You can go to my website, roftyadvisors.com slash pandemic and sign up for time. And, uh, you know, if you need two time slots, sign up for two time slots and, and um, I will help you for free with your business because that's just the right thing to do. This is kind of like that big snowstorm we get every, you know, twice a year or so. And, you know, you help your neighbors shovel out of the snow and that's what we're all here to do. That's incredible. And one of the other ways that uh, we weren't able to spend too much time on uh, that you are helping and I'm a believer in, you know, obviously get down to business. We've had, as I mentioned, we're approaching six years on the air and we've had some amazing entrepreneurs and some amazing, some amazing role models and profiles on, on the air is through your podcast, the leadership podcast, as you've featured some incredible people and obviously I encourage everybody to, uh, to check out uh, some of your guests and the advice that's shared there. So um, Jim Vesalovlis, we are running out of time. And I want to make sure that everybody can once again, find that, uh, find your uh, website and the leadership podcast. Absolutely. Uh, thank you. Shalom. Ed. You can find all my contact information on my website. It's at Rafti advisors. That's R A F T I advisors.com. And um, there's plenty of information about the podcast, what I do for a living. And if you are one of the small businesses listening in and you do need help, please feel free to go to rafdiadvisors.com slash pandemic, sign up for time, and we will help you make the best decisions you can make considering the circumstances that we're in. All right. I appreciate it, Jim. Thank you. And we'll be back and get down to business in just a moment with uh, more tips, advice, and information. All right, we are back on the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. You're listening to Get Down to Business. I'm your host, Shalom Klein. Get on my website, shalomklein.com. Lots of great advice, tips, and information for all of you small business owners, entrepreneurs. It's a trying time right now. We're in the midst of a pandemic, but this is the time that it all matters for small business. This is the time that we need to support each other. That's why I have my good friend, Howard Meyer, the executive director of the Skokie Chamber of Commerce. Listeners to this program know how passionate I am about our Skokie small business community and many of the events right now. Not a lot of events in person, so don't uh, don't leave your house. But there are many ways um, that you can support local businesses, both in the Skokie area and beyond. So Howard, thank you for joining me on the air. Thank you very much for having me, Shalom. Uh, very honored. Absolutely. So um, if you don't mind, Howard, describe uh, to me uh, what your reaction was when you heard the stay-at-home order um, from the governor and what was your immediate reaction and how the chamber and your team sort of leapt into action? Well, I don't know if I can actually articulate what uh, came out of my mouth on the air, but uh, it was definitely a, a surprise and uh, we tried to mobilize as best as we could to support the area businesses and get information out that would, would help them. Uh, we're a small office staff, as most chambers of commerce are, and uh, you know we're uh, working with the village, uh, with area businesses to help them to continue to uh, not necessarily grow during this time, but uh, thrive and, and keep the doors open. 
And what are you hearing from your member businesses and really beyond? I mean, bottom line, we're all in this together and everybody sees the, you know, buy a gift card and, and support your local businesses. But what are they saying? Um, are, are, are we going to make it out of this? <laughs> I mean, I think we're definitely going to make it out of this. When you take a look at uh, how all the businesses uh, pooled together during uh, 9-11, during the 08 crash, uh, we'll, we'll definitely make this out of, uh, uh, make, uh, out of this. Uh, but uh, it's, it's very scary. We've never had an economic shutdown like this before. So area businesses are running scared. Uh, the employees are, are quite concerned. Um, I think there's a lot of uh, hope out there for when this ends, and hopefully there'll be a, a renewed vigor and a renewed appetite for uh, doing business and going out and supporting local businesses. Yeah, wouldn't that uh, be great if uh, when the stay-at-home order uh, finishes and you know husbands and wives get out and run over to their local restaurant and want to go on a date night together, and then you know kids and grandkids want to dump on a plane and and uh, visit and give a hug to their parents, grandparents. Um, I mean, we hopefully we we can we can do those things, but it, it really. Uh, all takes it takes a village um, and uh, and coming together. So uh, tell tell us a little bit about the business community in Skokie and sort of what makes it unique. Well, Skokie is um, quite unique. I grew up in neighboring Lincolnwood uh, during the seventies and and eighties. Um, at the time, it was uh, Skokie South. Uh, it was a very uh, uh, homogeneous, uh, ethnocentric uh, uh, neighborhood. Um, now Skokie is an extremely diverse community. We have over 90 different languages and dialects spoken uh, in the community, in the high school districts, uh, the homes that feed the high school districts. Um, it really makes doing business quite unique uh, because uh, the business people need to reach out to the different ethnic communities um, the different ethnic communities are certainly represented in the area businesses. Uh, it's really a, a very exciting community to be uh, representing. And uh, Howard, I don't want to dwell just on the, uh, just on the situation that we're in because I am 100% confident like you that we will get out of this because of the strength of our community. Um, so I, I know you're very passionate about uh, policy as well, and I know that you've been uh, advocating on behalf um, on behalf of businesses together with other chambers using a multi-community approach. Um, tell us sort of the role of the chamber in that regard. Well, the Skokie Chamber, uh, when I took over the chamber almost 15 years ago, was a relatively small chamber. Uh, it's grown organically over the years. Uh, we're one of the larger chambers uh, in the northern suburbs. And I really feel that it's our responsibility to support uh, the neighboring chambers, uh, some of the smaller chambers to help them grow, thrive, succeed. Um, I feel that if our neighboring chambers have successes, it really gives all of us a really good name. Um, I strongly believe in what's known as Niles Township, which are the four communities, Skokie, Lincolnwood, Morton Grove, and Niles. And uh, the four directors work quite closely together, uh, sharing expertise, programming, uh, I really think that uh, collaboration is good for everybody, uh, not only uh, the chambers, but uh, all the businesses that are within uh, the chambers and the broader community. Absolutely. And uh, Howard, I'm going to have to squeeze in a uh, quick break, but when we come back, we're going to talk 
uh, about some of the sort of current um, resources that are that are available. I know that there will be some small business lending and things like that. So I'd love to yeah, dive a little bit uh, deeper into uh, those topics as as well. But uh, again, I'm chatting with Howard Howard Meyer, the executive director of the Skokie Chamber of Commerce, an amazing organization. Uh, shameless plug. I mean, uh, regardless of where you live, I know we have listeners from all over the place and uh, support your local business community. Uh, get involved in your chamber. That's one of the things that we can do to make sure our business community uh, not only survives, but as Howard said, thrives uh, post this situation. You're listening to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Uh, Chicago, don't touch that. We'll be right back. We are back on Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship, uh, returned by my guest, Howard Meyer from the Skokie Chamber of Commerce. Howard and I were just chatting about some of the resources and how uh, businesses, uh, the small business community in Skokie and, and in other communities as well, uh, are truly strong communities and it takes a village uh, to come together. But right now, uh, it's, uh, you know, late breaking news. There, there are some new resources that have been passed um, on the federal level that will trickle down. And um, Howard, I know that you have been using uh, the chamber office uh, remote office, I should say, um, following the stay-at-home order uh, to uh, disseminate the information and, and be uh, and help make sure that those that are eligible uh, have access. Let's talk a little bit about some of those resources. Uh, sure. And just to clarify, uh, the chamber office is open limited hours. We're considered, uh, of course, an essential business. So we have a total of four employees, including myself, and uh, we are alternating so we can be uh, present and available uh, to the area of businesses. We've really re-strategized over the last uh, few weeks from our normal uh, lives, uh, uh, chamber lives, you know, coaching, networking, education, workforce development. And we're really trying to be an advocate uh, for local businesses, uh, answering a lot of questions, uh, doing triage. Uh, we're finding uh, with the economic shutdown, a lot of the businesses are certainly scared of of cash flow, of paying their rents, paying their employees. So we're really, uh, as a uh, uh, first touch point, uh, guiding our area businesses to uh, the Village of Skokie, to its website, to its comprehensive list of, of resources. Um, we have, uh, uh, we're now sending out daily email blasts to support our businesses with links to the SBA site, uh, CARE Act. Um, uh, they're looking for payroll assistance, federal programs, state programs. Uh, so uh, we're really trying to uh, be a resource. Uh, also be an advocate. Uh, also guide people to local restaurants uh, that they need. Uh, provide a resource to those, those local restaurants in terms of hiring delivery drivers um, uh, as they re-strategize from uh, dine-in to uh, curbside pickup and, and carry-out. Uh, one thing that was very exciting for our local restaurants is that the state of Illinois uh, loosened up liquor ordinances, allowing our restaurants uh, in the state to uh, deliver uh, packaged uh, liquor, wine and beer. So uh, notifying those restaurants that have the proper liquor licenses that they can do so. So really just being a resource in general is, is what we're here for at the present time. Well, so we can do a virtual happy hour this evening. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Um, so Howard, um, 
you uh, the the Skokie Chamber, uh, as well as uh, many other uh, local uh, area chambers, have uh, partnered together. We talked a little bit about some of the ways that you uh, that you develop uh, initiatives to uh, to advocate uh, collectively on behalf of uh, your uh, area members. Um, but one of the ways is uh, in partnership with an organization that uh, that I care deeply about, uh, the Small Business Advocacy Council. Um, tell us about some of the things that uh, have been going on through that organization and and what they do. Okay. Um, our partnership with the Small Business Advocacy Council has really been a, a bright light in, in my tenure. Um, it's an organization that... Uh, uh, does advocacy on behalf of small businesses, uh, legislative advocacy, both in Springfield and in Washington. And uh, they have a reach that local chambers uh, really cannot uh, have. Uh, over the past uh, several years, uh, we're one of the founding chambers of the organization. Um, the SBAC has had some wonderful successes in Springfield, including uh, lowering LLC fees, uh, for local businesses, um, they got rid of some antiquated liquor ordinances that were uh, 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 saddling restaurants and, and bars unfairly. Uh, right now, they're working on some really uh, 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 very relevant legislation in Springfield, including trying to get the employee um, hiring tax credit put back in place. Uh, as well as a really creative piece of legislation that will allow employers to offer the benefit of paying off student loans for their employees and getting tax credits. So um, they're, they're really at uh, the touch point of, of some really relevant uh, items in, in Springfield and, and in Washington, and we're really thrilled to, to partner with them. Yeah, we are stronger together. Uh, we, we know that. So uh, that's exciting progress already. And uh, I'm confident that much good will come actually out of a tough situation. And, and hopefully businesses will be uh, encouraged to uh, to come together and, and have some strength in numbers. Um, so we are just about out of time, Howard. And I want to make sure that our listeners know where they can find out uh, more about the Skokie Chamber of Commerce and and uh, I mean, again, shameless plug, I said this earlier, but now is a good time to look into your local chamber of commerce, regardless of where you live, get involved, support them, support the local businesses. But Howard, how can people get a hold of you? All right. We are accessible online at www.skokiechamber.org. I'd also recommend going on to the village website, which is www.skokie.gov. And uh, we've got... Uh, at our chamber, uh, wonderful businesses that we're affiliated with, Skokie's top businesses. Uh, we have over 640 uh, local businesses, uh, anything from mom and pop uh, businesses to multinational uh, uh, huge corporations. So uh, anything you're looking for, I would start uh, at the chamber and uh, go from there. All right. Appreciate your time. Thank you, Howard. Um, and thank you for all of the hard work that you're doing on behalf of the local area businesses and entrepreneurs. Uh, I look forward to having you back on under more pleasant times, but thanks again for all that you're doing. Uh, you to get down to business and we'll be right back. Hey, welcome back Chicago. You're listening to get down to business. I'm your host, Shalom Klein. So it's an interesting time, um, but this is a great time. The silver lining in, in this uh, situation that we're in 
is this an opportunity to expand and enhance your skills, improve your, your skills as a professional, as a business owner, as an employee, whatever the case may be. So if you're like me, you are probably spending a lot of time on phone calls, a lot of time on uh, Zoom meetings, webinars, all sorts of things. I actually have Zoom fatigue. Um, but every great conference call, whether it's on the phone or it includes video, requires a facilitator. Uh, this can sometimes be the same person each and every time. Or team members sometimes take turns, share their responsibility. So the facilitator supports the success of these calls by always creating an agenda for each call. Don't plan on winging it. Don't think it's all just going to come together uh, exactly as you want it to and everybody's going to cooperate and, and let you go through all of the points, create an agenda and circulate that agenda prior to each and every call. Ask participants how they'd like to contribute because, I mean, we've all sat on those calls and usually you have the same people that contribute um, to, every, to every part of, of the project or the discussion and some people that just sit so quietly. Part of it might have to do with knowing how to use the technology. Uh, you need to confirm participants, sometimes in advance of the conversation, that they understand the technology, how to use it, and how to be a Zoom expert. I've been working on this for a while, and it doesn't come naturally uh, to anybody, regardless of age. Uh, Google it. Watch videos. Do that late at night. That's what I've been doing. Arrive early. Um, you know, even if you have the best computer, you have the best technology, sometimes things don't exactly work out according to plans. Arrive early, test the technology, and make sure you limit social conversations to others who arrive early. Nobody likes, you know, the conversation that starts a couple of minutes before and then it leads into 15 minutes into the scheduled meeting time. Limit the length of the call. Shorter daily calls are far more effective than long weekly calls. Again, that has to do with setting that agenda for the meeting. There's no reason you can't be productive in half-hour conversation and do a quick scrum meeting, a catch-up on what's going on. And make sure you're starting the call on time. Um, if you start on time, more likely you'll end on time, and more likely that people will buy in to the agenda of the meeting, participate in their respective areas of the conversation on the agenda. And make sure you're inspiring participation. This is really, really important to me. Make sure you're encouraging everybody's thoughts, reactions, input, and use your diplomacy skills to diffuse constant talkers and naysayers. Um, that's tough sometimes, but you can do it. I promise you. If you sort of encourage people, like we heard from you already, Joe. You know, let's uh, let's hear from uh, from from Eric, um, who we haven't heard from yet on the call. Add unfinished discussions to the next agenda. Again, if you're keeping the meetings brief, but you're having regular meetings and people know what to expect, you can make sure that unfinished business continues on. And then you end the call on time. Really, really important. Participants support the success of these conference calls and these video sessions by reading the agenda ahead of time, telling facilitators how they want to contribute, understanding the technology, confirming their attendance, arriving early, limiting their social conversations, never putting the call on hold. Oh my gosh, I hate it when music starts in the middle of a teleconference. Suddenly nobody can be productive. Use mute to limit background noise and use your camera on video calls and encourage others to contribute. If you're doing those things, you will probably have a lot more success on your video or conference calls and you'll find that you're going to use this time um, right now in the midst of this coronavirus to actually have 
far more productive meetings, and you'll find that this could be the most productive time in your business career. I hope you found this information helpful. I always love to hear what our listeners think. Uh, get on my website, shalomkline.com. You can contact me through the website. Let me know what you think about all of our amazing guests today. We spoke with Aaron Mesliansky from Inside the Skev. Jim Vesalopoulos um, from Rafti Advisors, and finally, Howard Meyer from the Skokie Chamber of Commerce. Uh, stay safe, everyone. Stay healthy. Wash your hands. Support your local business community. That's what it's all about. I'll be back right here on AM 560 next Sunday, 6 p.m. To success, let's get down to business.